Listener Production. Like finding that op shop bargain. Ka-ching. These boys come pre-worn. And maybe need a wash. Oh my word. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. You ever taken a wrong turn, Alex Dyson? Oh, I've taken wrong turns over the years. Could have done Triple J breakfast with Michael Hing back in the day. <laughs> Oh, if only. We did a demo. Wait, wait, for real? (laughs) Anyways, um, a man in Italy uh, took a wrong turn, ended up driving down the 135 Spanish Steps, one of the iconic pieces of uh, Roman architecture. It's been around since 1735. Drove down in his Maserati. Oh, that doesn't have very much clearance for going down a staircase. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Well, the surveillance footage shows the Maserati just driving down the steps. I don't know how this guy got... It was in the middle of the night. Um, he, a 37-year-old man, was apprehended, according to Insider.com, at the airport after police tracked his identity using the CCTV footage and contacting the hire car company. So not only has he driven oh, down the oh, steps, he's got to pay the bloody excess on that one as well. Oh, um, the hire car. I hope he forked out for the insurance. I did have a friend at um, uni. He's from, from um, regional Victoria. was in Melbourne driving around and there's like, why is there so many people around? He's taking a wrong turn going down Burke Street Mall oh. just in his old Corolla. <laughs> down Burke Street Mall, got trams <laughs> coming the other way and- Pedestrians walking past going, what's going on here? So it said uh, the 16th and the 29th steps of the right-hand flight of stairs uh, were damaged in the incident. They're 300-year-old steps. Work will need to be done to restore. But anyway, maybe, you know, don't always trust your sat-nav or your Google Maps. No. Hopefully you've, you've found the right podcast. Hopefully you didn't type in... Hamish and Andy and accidentally get here. Um, But no, look, it's going to be a big, big show today, Matt. We're very excited to get through. Not only are we going to be um, having our minds blown by your weekly factoid, but I've got a bit of a story about um, a bit of confusion that's been going on in the campaign trail the last couple of weeks. Let's start off with something that's been uh, hitting the pockets of many people all around Australia Especially if you uh, if you don't mind driving, getting behind the wheel and hitting the road with the uh, with the top down, it's all about the petrol prices. This is Matt Nellie's all day breakfast. Wonder how much a Maserati guzzles <laughs> down the steps. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt Nellie's all day breakfast. Bro, I got taken back the other day. Taken back? You mean taken aback? Well, taken back to the old times, man, to the OG days of my childhood. Transported back in time. Oh, mate. Well, I felt, I wish I was actually. I wish I I was transported actually back in time because the petrol prices would have been a lot cheaper, which is what I'm talking about today, (laughs) Alex Dyson. You know, when I started driving, mate, Mm. got me license in 2002. Woo! Used to drive over to my girlfriend Sally's house in Drapilli through to, what is it, Yoronga? What uh, what were you driving? What was the whip? The what f- was the Okine whip? The light blue Famobile. That's right. Light blue Toyota Camry. Faye was the number plate. Wow. So, uh, yeah, you know, that got A working. Don't you worry about that. Me just cruising down with the windows down, pumping some John Mayer, My Body is a Wonderland. Allow myself to introduce myself, cruising down with the windows 
Down. <laughs> so I would stop at the petrol station and I remember, I remember mm. a good day the petrol was 85 cents a litre, right? <laughs> you know, and you do the old two cents trick, right? Because you're paying with cash back then. I didn't have a credit card or anything like that. You do the old, you know, buy $2, $10 and two cents. You got to do get lightning fingers on the uh, on the pump there. And uh, you get an extra two cents. Well, I remember, like, I was thinking the other day, what's the lowest petrol price I remember? I remember going past a petrol station one time, 58 cents oh, bro. a litre. Mate, I, was, I grew up in the 40s. Anyways, <laughs> so I'd buy $10 and, some, you, you know, you'd get about 12, 13 litres of petrol, mm. right, sometimes. Anyway, in the last maybe 10 years of my life, right, mm. I'm 36 years old, 37 years old, right, I've hit a stage in my... I would say career and success in which I just fill up the tank when I need to, all right? Now, I'm very privileged to be in this position because I remember back in those days driving to Sally's house or, you know, wherever, to soccer training, whatever. I didn't have any money working at the video store. I'd fill up $10 as much as I could. Mm -hmm. So for a long time now, I've just been, if I need petrol, I just fill it up. Don't even hunt around for the cheapest on the street. You spend more. You spend more petrol getting around to the cheapest ones. Anyways, I was taken back to those childhood days just yesterday. Dropping Sophia a daycare, the old one bar of petrol. Right, the petrol lights, oh, yeah. well and truly flashing in my eyes. I pull over. Two dollars thirty. Wait, I've got I've got a picture of it here. How much was it? <laughs> I took a picture. I did. I posted it on our Instagram at matt.n.alex. I was furious. <laughs> what did we hit? Well, I thought that the cheapest one was $2.15 or something, and that was diesel. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, where is it? Why can't I find this? Why can't I find this? It was expensive. Okay, $2.19. $2.19. The premium petrol was $2.34. Ultimate was $2.42. All right. Wowzers. For the first time in a very long time, I thought... I can only afford to put in twenty bucks at this price. I'm not. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to get a full tank at this price. I'm going to wait, and I hope it's going to well, go down. It. And if it goes up, then I'll be bloody. I'm going to be annoyed. It's like you with your crypto. <laughs> the opposite. I've been talking about this on the campaign trail as well because remember three years ago, just before the election, the government saying, "Oh, the, the electric vehicles are going to end the weekend. They want to end the weekend because they can't tow your caravan out. You know what's ended the weekend? Bloody two dollars <laughs> thirty petrol. That's ended the weekend. No one's going on road trips on the weekend of that." Over in Norway, right, yeah. 84% of new vehicles sold in January, 84% were electric. They're not worried about the bloody petrol oh prices. Oh, my Lord. We're down at about 2%. There must be people who are absolutely feeling the petrol pinch. So I thought I'd ask, who's feeling it? Who's feeling that petrol pinch? Stephen sent us a message, recently moved away from where I work, so driving back three and a half hours every week. It's the pits. Oh, see, that's that's about the Sydney to Port Macquarie drive or a little bit shorter, but that'll that'll take you down to three quarters of a tank. Mm. That's a solid, you know, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Mark says, try running a mowing business when all your gear requires <laughs> petrol. Every mower, trimmer, whipper snipper got that high-priced petty. Mark, our hearts go out to you, Mark. Plus getting to and from every single place. Oh, my God. Um, Ella says, I used to drive around for hours to get my baby to sleep. Oh, now that's an expensive nap. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, Ella, that is true. And Matt is giving us a ring today, Matt. G'day, boys. Now, you bought a bit of a dream car. I did. Um, I'm a tradie up in Newcastle. And um, 
I, I've been doing the tough yards for the last few years in a dusty old work van and I recently bought on another employee, so an offsider. And so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, look, I'll, I'll get him to drive the van and I'll buy myself something that I enjoy going to work in every day. Mm. So oh, yeah, for, for treating yourself and, you know, upgrading your business there, no, that's great. I know, but I, I probably went a little bit overboard. I decided I didn't want just the normal you know, Aussie Ute, I decided to go for an American Uh-oh. muscle Ute, big V8. Oh, you went one of those, <laughs> what, some F-250 or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing the campaign, uh, borrowing a friend's car that was white, they were willing to put my face on, and it's got the diesel, it's on the 6.5 litres, right, of diesel per 100. What's the, what's the big US Ford truck running these days? No, well, I, I got a Ram, Ram fifteen hundred. So that's a five point seven petrols. Now that's not diesel. So five point seven uh, liter, five point seven liters engine, and they say only put ninety eight in it. So I remember going to a car show like years ago in Sydney, and there was a bumper sticker on a car that said only milk and juice comes in two liters. <laughs> <laughs> so over two liter is big. Five point seven. <laughs> that is getting up there, my friend. It sure is. Okay, so how how much does a full tank sort of set you back? Well, it was funny, like you know, when mm. the fuel price fluctuates, you know, a couple of cents over a sixty liter normal car tank, that doesn't make a lot of difference. But when you've got a hundred and twenty liter tank, Ooh. it can fluctuate. <laughs> you know, a couple cents might bump it up 20, <laughs> 20, 20 bucks. So. Dude, that oh means that you're paying. Two hundred and twenty like- to two hundred and forty dollars <laughs> a tank. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Of course. And how long does that last you usually? About six hundred to six hundred and fifty k's. Oh, dude! So brand new car. You know, when you you buy something like this is my first V eight. <sighs> when you buy a brand new car, you know you have a little bit of a heavy foot. You're enjoying the V eight sound, the yep. V eight rumble. Yeah. But now I've. I'm now driving it like an old granny because I don't. Every time I put the foot down, I wince in pain about how much I'm spending. You're like you're chucking it in neutral as you go down hills and stuff. Like you're 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 going full. Wow, because I guess you get it down. Say you have 20 liters left in the tank. You got to fill it to the top. It's about 100 liters. So every price that you see, you could times by 100 and calculate how much it's going to sting you. It's about, Yuck. if you see a $2.10, it's about a $210 trip to the to the yeah. servo. And, and I'm guessing, Matt, that when you you got a brand new car, are you chucking the E10 in it or are you, um, <laughs> are you, wanting, you wanting to go the uh, the old premium? 98 only, my friend. Oh, God. <laughs> that is ridiculous, dude. Now tell yeah. me. Tell me, are you taking your shopper docket and getting your four sets off a leader when you head back in, Matt? Well, it's no. I, I, I've got to work on that. I've got to. Yeah. I've got to be a bit smarter. But I did have a really good chat to the accountant about how much we're writing this off on. So we've um we got to make sure that we save every receipt because we're going to put this against the business. <laughs> yeah, all absolutely right. right. The cost so of to- doing business. <laughs> I got to claim back on that tax man every cent. Well, look, good on you because it is it is World Accounting Day. So thank you for <laughs> doing your thing, uh, doing your part for the accountants around the world, and uh, making sure that they work hard and work honest for you, Matt. Hey, uh, thanks very much, exactly. mate. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, two hundred bucks. It's like someone's <laughs> weekly rent in a share house or something. <laughs> All right, thanks, Matt. We'll catch you later. Thanks, boys. See ya.
Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, not long now, Matt O'Kine, until six months of uh, political campaigning comes to an end. We find out if, whether I become the member of Warden. And it's been a it's been a huge, huge time. I'm bloody exhausted. Oh, you must be. I see you over all the, on all the Instagrams, everything. You've just you've been driving <laughs> so many kilometers. Your socials post <laughs> every day, you're crafting some Incredibly well thought, nifty little, you know, campaign post. I don't know how you got the time for it. Little nifty campaign. Well, it's been good. And part of it is just been having so much great support from various people because there's a lot of people in um, our region, I guess everywhere, who is uh, really like the idea of an independent uh, politician who doesn't have to run things by the party and that kind of thing. So I've got, we've got like 200 plus volunteers for the campaign. Um, none working harder than my co-campaign manager, Shelley, who is a community liaison officer. Usually she works three days a week with that, but the rest of the time she just pours into the campaign. She's just driven me everywhere. Um, she's a mum. She's got like a two teenage kids. And we sort of met through this process. Like we weren't friends beforehand. I met her in like December and um, yeah, she Mm. put her hand up to go, I can help run the campaign. And it's been so incredible to watch someone just on top of all these things, an amateur right basically at this. And it's, it goes to show like these sort of campaigns can only have momentum through sheer weight of numbers and energy and, you know, enthusiasm of so many different people. But people sort of, I think, assume what our relationship is. So the Labor (laughs) candidate the other day said, I bumped into your mum the other day and I'm like, my, your what? He's like, yeah, your mum. I'm like, I don't think it would have been my mum. You mean Shelly, my campaign manager? He's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. There's people the assuming the relationship. We've all, I think we've also got, so I brought up that up with Shelly. She's like, oh, yeah, the other day. Someone asked her, I'll say, how long are you and Alex been together? Whoa. (laughs) No, no, we're not. So people. not that kind of relationship. This is an interesting dynamic now because, I mean, if you're giving off could be mum, son, could be making sons vibe, then that's that's an interesting um, crossover. Yeah, it's just quite interesting though people assume a relationship about two people. And it would happen all the time. And so we asked you, when has someone assumed a relationship between you and someone that uh, was very different to the truth? <laughs> yeah, Phoebe got in touch with us on at Alex on Instagram, said, people assumed my sister was my mum while overseas with my sister in 2007. I was 12, she was 20. They looked very confused about how someone in their early 20s had a kid as old as me. Um, Wait, no, it's not a compliment, is it? It's a, it's a, it's a diss. Yeah, could be on the diss side of the spectrum. Um, M says, I had someone offer to set me up with my boyfriend. I had to disappoint her and tell her we were already dating. <laughs> well, hey, that person's a good matchmaker, you got to admit. How about that? Uh, Kate said, I went on a first date and a waiter thought it was an anniversary. So awkward. Oh, well, I mean, not really. If you're going to get a free, you know, cheeky free yeah, bottle or something, said, then yeah. yeah, sure. We're on our 20th anniversary. On separate occasions, says Erica, I've been mistaken for my dad's wife and my uncle's wife. <laughs> that would be an awkward one. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you probably shouldn't be making out. But anyways, that uh, <laughs> is not appropriate. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. Uh, Harry said people thought me and my stepsister were dating. I was 12, she was 16. It was always a weird and awkward oh. conversation, yeah. 
things are awkward enough at those ages yeah. <laughs> without someone going, oh, these, are you guys um, together? But Lily got in touch with us as well on the phone. Uh, Lily from uh, Melbourne, Victoria, your relationship with your friend has been wrongly assumed. Yeah, hey, guys. So um, last winter, I guess during peak lockdown for Melburnians, uh, my housemate and I, we went feeling too fresh. So we went to go and get PCR tested. Um, I drove the three of us through the drive through testing site. And as I wound down my window, I guess to confirm my ID and my address, the doctor and nurse in PPE just leant down and said, oh, so um, just you and your kids today then? Um, <laughs> My so-called kids could not stop laughing and I had to tell this poor person that they were in fact my housemates and I wasn't their mum. Is there a big age difference between you and your housemates or what? Uh, no, they're actually a year older than me. Oh, um, wow, so. that's a burn. Oh, my goodness. And I, Maybe you guys were wearing masks so it made it a bit tougher to tell or something. I wish I could say that I was, but I wasn't. Are you the house mum though? No. See, this is the thing. I think I'd just taken the initiative to drive us all, but, um, yeah, they they put me into, what, about 40 or 50 years old and I was um, Was, 26 at the time. Oh, no. Was your friend in the back in a booster seat or something? How (laughs) could they start assuming this? (laughs) Look, I don't know, but, um, you know, props to them. They were in PPE, so. They're tired. Exactly, Ali. So they're tired. Uh, We can't, we don't blame them for making a mistake like that after the last couple of years. Well, thank you very much, Lee. We really appreciate you getting in touch. We'll chat you next time. See you guys. Well, Matt, after six months of election campaigning, my mind is mush, making it very easy to blow or set fire to. Very flammable mush at the moment. How have you been looking around for um, mind-blowing facts in the last week? Well, look, um, an Instagram user at Ronnie McBowl did send me a little uh, linky that said about baby carrots, saying that baby carrots are actually just cut carved. So yeah, big I, carrots. Big carrots cut into little carrots. They've been whittled. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. that's kind of interesting. No, I mean, no offence, Ronnie. Thank you very much for sending through the suggestion. I love getting them on at Matt.n.alex or just my personals. But um, no, then another person got in touch and said, you know, you, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I uh, quite embarrassingly and quite disgustingly, I'll admit, once had to fish my sunglasses out of a airplane toilet. Oof. Yeah, and I still use them uh, after that. <laughs> anyway, someone got in touch with me and said, Oi, Matty boy, don't do that. There's stories of people getting their arm sucked off. Sucked off? By the high-pressure flush of the toilet. You know that? <laughs> and their whole arm gets sucked out. Yeah, as long as you don't press the button whilst you got your arm in there. Yeah, but, that, I mean, you might lean on it or something. So I thought, oh, that's terrifying. And then I um, decided to look it up, okay? See if that's true, yeah. Yeah. And when you Google, okay, what I'll say is, as far as this is a fact, when you Google arm sucked off in airplane toilet... <laughs> it's really important that you have that word arm. Did not include <laughs> word arm. Results not including arm. So when you have arm sucked off in airplane toilet, I've got to tell you that there are no results. So people say, can you get sucked down the toilet? 
when flushing in an airplane. Um, and here's the here's the one case that was documented ten years ago: a woman traveling across the Atlantic. Can you go down in airport toilet? Yeah, is that what you googled, Matt? You crumb. <laughs> Going down in airport. <laughs> Um, a woman crossing the Atlantic to the um, Atlantic to the US experienced getting stuck to the toilet bowl due to suction, and ended up spending the whole flight in the bathroom. It wasn't until the flight landed that she could be rescued. Um, she did, however, receive compensation. So that's according to the kayak.co.uk website. So, um, Alex Dyson, what do you reckon? Interesting, mind blowing, would you say? Um, mind sucking. The mind's total mind. Suck. <laughs> yeah, it's mind sucking. <laughs> there we go. Just be careful when Googling all things related to planes, uh, cockpits. Um, <laughs> I don't know, low-hanging baggage or something. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, alongside that, we uh, we also like getting your mind blowns via audio message, so please send them through to matt.and.alex. Today's uh, fact has come through from Ben at B Money 007. Uh, this is a fact from YouTube. Hi, guys. Got a mind-blowing fact for you. There's so much content uploaded to YouTube every day, it would take an entire lifetime to watch it. Mind-blown. So is that so much content... It- to, to watch in 24, in 24 hours, hours it would take a whole lifetime. If you started watching today's content, <laughs> a single day's content, you would be in front of YouTube your whole life. I'll tell you what does feel like your whole life? A 15-second unskippable ad. <laughs> oh, my God, that feels like a lifetime. God. And then another five-second one comes up. Like, are you kidding me right now, YouTube? When it starts, you're, you're a 30-something-year-old man. When it ends, you're just a skeleton sitting in your chair. <laughs> Like the grandma from Psycho. Um, All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for that, Ben. And thank you for listening to today's episode. We really always appreciate you joining us each morning. So please, uh, we'll be back here, same time, same place, tomorrow. Uh, And until then, keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex on Instagram. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.